This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2. Huddersfield. Oi. Thank you. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Good evening, guys. Welcome to episode 151, I think it is, isn't it? Because that uh, Twitter thing that we did after uh, Norwich confused me today. But yeah, 151 of the Andy Take the Chance podcast. It's a bank holiday special. We've got a man in a dark room who's had to lie down to blow in a two-goal lead. Damn for it. Pause. How are you, mate? Yeah. Lights are done, makes car for electric these days. <laughs> Season's going cancelled anyway. No one can afford any floodlights soon, so... Yeah, and also <laughs> joining us are a star signing in the summer on a free transfer from uh, oh, insert witty uh, place. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Gillespie after his uh, debut role last the other week. Hi, Johnny. How are you doing? I can only do fifteen minutes, and this light's got to go off. So, oh man, that's all, that's all the time I've been allocated. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've absolutely been uh, custom pied by Mister Matshaw. Birthdays. I'm sure I've done a pod on my birthday. I don't know about you, Paz, but yeah, just sack it off for a birthday. He doesn't even like send us a voice note or anything. Absolutely pathetic, mate. But you're only 21 once, aren't you? So, Matt, <laughs> but add it again and again. But yeah, Matt, I hope you're having a good birthday, mate. And I hope this is uh, to your taste, man. But it's a poor substitution, though, Paz, isn't it? It's like swapping Lewis O'Brien for. Uh, God, I don't want to spill it on any uh, of an oh, arm. Well, yeah. <laughs> no. You could pull anyway. a few out of there, I think, couldn't you? 
Huddersfield 2, West Brom 2. There were three changes from our last game, which feels absolutely millions of years ago, doesn't it, when we played at Norwich. Manion and Green came in for Tom Lees. Have you noticed? Look at my eyes there, looking at my notes. I've even prepped today. Uh, <laughs> you know, Anchor in uh, came in for Dwayne Holmes. John Russell came in for Johnny Hogg. Pat Jones were ill, which were disappointing as well. Uh, I are absolutely fuming, <laughs> sending WhatsApps to everyone. Pat Jones does that at Norwich and he gets dropped. And then it scrolls <laughs> down the uh, club uh, page. Pat Jones is ill. So, yeah, apologies, Danny. <laughs> so, yeah. So we played in a, a weird 3-4-2-1 formation. Uh, we had Tino and Sauber on left, just behind Danny Ward. Uh, back three was Turton and Reg and Nakayama. Midfield central was John Russell and Jack Rodoni. Uh, guys, where do we start with the game? Pause uh, before we kind of dissect it for walking out of the ground. Uh, how did you feel? A lot happened, didn't it? It was an eventful game, even if the quality maybe wasn't the best. Eventful game. Yeah, to be fair, if you if you're reviewing it as a as a neutral, you, you feel like we're working, you got value for money there. Um, you know, cracking off from Tino to put time window up, and I was just saying to you before, although we were um, sort of never really on top, never felt overloaded by West Brom. They had a lot of possession, but didn't seem to be doing you know too much with it. And then obviously Tino gets his second. And uh, you know, two 0 up at home. You're not even you're not really considering how you're playing. You you just buzzing that you know you've gone you've gone two 0 up, and they get one just before half time. And it, you could feel in the crowd it had that air of you know atmosphere just went flat instantly, and it were almost a case of kind of here we go again. You know, two 0 is always a funny lead anyway. But you know, when you watch us real time, a matter of time, you go two 0 up and end up drawing two all. Or, you know, very often losing three two is you know quite a colossal amount. So I think that air of uh, inevitability set in literally after that goal. You know, you try to get a crowd going again to sort of get them through to half time, but it were it were an uphill struggle really. And second half they came out and you know they were on top, and you just knew it was only a matter of time until they got got that second. Um, after that, though, I thought you know, we, we sort of went quite even. Um, I said to a fellow who sits next to me, I said, it's going to be interesting call for Schofield this so with 10 15 to go because do we sit back and try and hold the two all or do we be a little bit more proactive and, and sort of try and get that 3 2 win? And certainly the last 10 minutes, I thought we did that. So, you know, I kind of take my ass Schofield for that, albeit through a quite random series of substitutions. Um, we kind of messed around with front line when Ward went off and I think. So, so Thomas kind of played up front for a little bit and then Rhodes came on about 10 minutes later. I think in, in all that period, though, I think Edmund Green took a knock, so Will Boyle had to kind of come on and I think that maybe just threw Schofield's plan a little bit. But, um, you know, a fair play. We, we kind of went for it a little bit. And in the end, the last 10 minutes were, were pretty end-to-end, really. West Brom didn't sit back and, you know, look at the point either. And, you know, either team could have nicked it. They had a couple of chances and obviously we hit close late on with a quite a ridiculous strike really from uh, from Josh Ruffles which on another day it swerves up the way and, and goes in uh, Rhodes missed a you know an header that you know threw a few more balls in like that and he, he puts them away kind of he was just kind of leaning over at defenders shoulder a little bit um, but yeah quite a quite an entertaining game all in that's Steve Bruce you got with you there Paul <laughs> <laughs> it's muted I think he's giving me a, a Warnock style bollocking Johnny, how did you leave the ground uh, yesterday? How did you do? You feel? Did you feel we've blown it? We'd we've done well. At, what do you? What are your overlying uh, emotions? Yeah, like I say, it's just, it, it was a strange feeling. Um, 
I don't like to be pessimistic, but I was never I was never too comfortable at 2-0. I know we're going to dissect it a bit more, but um, I think maybe the maybe results we've had so far, performances we've had so far, it felt weird to start really well. We've normally started shocking either the game's gone or we're kind of coming from behind. So to go 2-0 up, it's the first time we've done that. It's the first time we've kind of come out of traps and actually taken a one goal and then a two goal lead. Um, but when it went to 2-1 and the way we kind of played a bit in the second half and some of the chances they're having, time we were given Swift um, on the ball, um, I think I was quite happy to kind of come, come out with a point. I definitely said to my dad with about six, coming six minutes, 65 minutes saying, if we get a point out of this, I'd, I'd take it now. Um, which I don't I don't like. I don't like to be in that mindset. I don't like to think that during work home. Um, did have chances, like Posner said. Um, I think I came out quite negative thinking, yeah, we've, we've, we've hung on for a point there. When I watched it back, only like the short highlights, there were, there were chances. I mean, West Brom had chances to score a third and a fourth. But we did have chances to score a third and a fourth. Well, good good chances. I mean, Rose, another day, probably could put that away. Probably look at that and think... It wasn't as easy as, as Stonewall, but, um, I mean, should, should score because I think the defender's leaning on him. It's a bit, it's a bit of a hard chance, but Rhodes with his experience probably should do that and um, put that in the back of the net. And then again, yeah, Ruffles, excellent strike, pulls out from nowhere, just just kind of inside of the post, kind of like swerves out, very unlucky. So there's chances there. I think um, when I first came out, happy to have the point, but then disappointed at the same time that we're in a situation where we go to nil up and I'm happy with the point because that shouldn't be the case. But from reviewing it, I think it's a it's a it's a fair result. Um both teams could have gone and got got the three points. And again it's just that reflection of who we're playing. Do you know what I mean it's not an excuse, but we are playing West Brom. There's a lot of players that I'd pick out of their squad and put into ours. Um that's just the way it is. There's only probably two I think West Brom fans might look at. Nichols and, and Tino um, that they probably put into theirs. So if you if you if you take it as a, as an entire game the situation we're in the run we're on um, the situation there in the players they've got I, we probably can't choose the point with a point, but there's a lot more to go into than than that. The two two doesn't quite tell the story, really, does it? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, kind of the feedback that I was getting on West Brom for the game, reading up, listening to a few podcasts and what have you that. They, they missed so many chances in the games. I know they spanked all for five, I think, the game before, but and but they've been a bit up and down, but mostly just due to missing chances. So, uh, obviously, they were uh, creating quite a bit yesterday as well. But let's start on a big eye then, uh, Potts. Tino, obviously, yeah, fans' favourite. Uh, they showed a teeny bit last season, didn't we? I think Coventry away, maybe. But we were all excited to, uh, to have him back in the ranks and... Bloody hell, man, that goal, uh, sensational, mate. Take it away, Paz. You must have had a great view of it. Yeah, to be fair, mate, you know, the old shot corner town, don't go down the best of them. I mean, you know, you're nervous, nervous go from short corners. And, uh, you know, when something like that happens, you, you, you can do nothing but sort of, you know, take it off to, to a little routine. If you watch it, I think on, on one angle, it popped up to him and you can see Sorba sort of say, well, he's um, And once he'd let it fly, it was one of them, but you kind of knew it were in before, uh, before it hit the back of the net. Keeper kind of knew it were in. And a great, a great moment for the lad. Um, and then obviously the second, definitely a foul for me, that, that a defender went down, you know, really easy. I think he's literally just put his hand on his back. And he's as a defender, you know there's going to be contact, so you can put that on it free kick. But that sort of five, quite quite like that referee yesterday. He weren't he weren't free kick happy. He let a lot of 
quite a rough tackle though. You know, on another day, another ref gives that. And then, you know, as he's down and go, you're looking in, I think there's three or four players in, in box that he could have squared it. So, we're a good job of, you know, put, the, put it in there because I think there'd have been a few choice words between him and a few, a few others. But that shows his confidence, you know, you're old to, to slide it in at that near post. Not easy at all, the way I work, like directly. directly. And you could see what we were, we were trying to do. Obviously, keeper caught in two minds, whether he was going to square it or shoot. But, you know, to, to take that on after that first goal, you know, his confidence is like, uh, sky high and he, he kind of played well throughout it, you know he was the only player that when he got on the ball looks to just kind of drive forward it, which is, is something that we missed I do think that we're maybe overhyping him a little bit I think from what I've seen of him in the flesh that's probably the, the only kind of like bit of brilliance I've seen was obviously there in his locker and the time that he gets you know the, the better he's going to be um, a little bit concerned now. He had a trudge off after 60 minutes. Uh, a lot of the feedback that we had last season from from everybody really was the fact that he weren't fit. You know, he went away with England. We've not seen the best of him. He's obviously had a, a full pre-season, and you know, if he's only able to do 60 minutes, um, you know, maybe that needs you know addressing to to get him through so he can play a full 90. But I, I was reading that he'd taken a little bit of a knock. Um, couple of weeks ago but even then you know he's had two weeks to, to get himself 100% fit so that'd be a little bit concerning I did actually joke that when he's sort of walking around if you didn't know that he were 20 you'd probably put him down at about 45 he's got that sort of demeanor yeah old Sunday league football that you see something in the morning that just bursts into bat you know into, into life and stuff but yeah that's off you know probably man to match for me from, from his performance such a big boy pos, isn't it? Like such a big kind of man mountain of a guy. And uh, it was quite funny because number of times you hear, you know, I don't know, it's always been over the years, and it kind of a shoot, you know, the crowd. They do it normally to players who score like yeah. once every five seasons. And it was funny yesterday watching back that. It were <laughs> shoot, and it were like bang, and it, and it were in, and it were absolutely brilliant. And I think the second goal, it really weird because the guy, the centre back, didn't even just go out of play. He absolutely slid out of play on his knees. It was one of the weirdest ever because it almost looked like it were pissing yeah, down, yeah. didn't it? And it and it won't. So it was one of those. I think where everyone like, well, I want to see a replay of that again. And and it showed two or three angles. And I, I thought it was really weird. Minimal. I thought there's no way he could have gone out of there without a good shove. And there didn't seem to be anything really. It was it was so odd. And but like you said there, I think what I really liked about it, it backed yourself, pots. And I know you can kind of say. I think they'd been ready to be slaughtered if you hadn't cut it, if you'd have missed there or button and saved it. But it was just a beautiful, honestly, when he scored and goes like in a five sides, you know, when you just absolutely welly it and like he did and bang and it's in and just great to see a smiling face, beautiful celebration, some great camera angles are like going towards the south stand, there's, there's people going wild and stuff. For me, that's what we're missing in it, a bit of excitement. Some guy coming, we'll, we'll talk about one or two negative tweets I got about him last night, but Johnny, I, Obviously, yeah, a great moment, and that's why we brought him back in it for magic like that. It is, yeah. I mean, I sit kind of right, right in front of that um, foul, not a foul, jumping for the second goal. And when it you can't, you can't really see the contact he's made on the player, but I would just expect the ref to blow because I think we've been that's just what we're used to, aren't we? Attackers behind a defender, defenders in front of the ball goes down, referee blows, <clears throat> and it's good to see that he hasn't given. I mean, watching it back, like you said, there's a few angles, and I can't see. It. He barely even touched him for the for the result in while the play literally slides about two three yards on his knees. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, whether Steve Bruce has watched that back in 
you're still an idol. He's had a bit of a pop at his player saying, look, you've got to be strong with that because this is, I mean, they've, they've been told refs have slightly changed what they class as a foul and not a foul now, recontact. So for me, it's 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 the West Brom's defenders to, to blame. I don't think we've got away with that um, at all. Chap, I've never seen this guy play, so you two might have an opinion on this. And shame it's not live, we won't have any comments, but people can kind of comment afterwards. But the lad... Um, Lad, the man who sits next to me um, says that Tino, especially the second goal, reminds him of Steve Kingdom. Kind of a bit of a presence, a bit of a man mountain, a bit of a maverick, just shove something off the ball, run straight at the goal and smash it in. I've never seen him play, so I can't kind of comment on that. <laughs> but... Just before our time, how do you think we are? <laughs> but um, one, one maybe for the comments, but see if anyone agrees with <laughs> him or not. We'll but... pass it over to Matt next week. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I think it's a great. And a few, I've seen a few people say, "Oh, if it wasn't for Tino," and I, I get where I get where that comes from because, you know what I mean, if if he's been managed with his minutes and he has got a few knocks, we can't rely on one one player. But um, it's it's exciting to have a player that is, do you know what I mean? Does make us? We don't want to be one man team. We've not we've not had a player that's kind of made us one man team for a long, long time. Um, and it's just someone on the pitch you think. You can look to and go, Jimmy, it's 1 1 or it's 0 0, 1 0 down. But whilst Tino's on the pitch, there's always a chance that he, he, he can turn a man, run 20 yards, and, and bang it in the top corner. And I can't think of the last time I've had someone, um, certainly for a while, who, who's who got that ability to, within, I mean, within a second, just be that much yeah. above the rest of the team, the rest of the players on the pitch. So, yeah, we've got to be careful that we manage him. We don't want him to go out because we we looked. I mean, we looked a lot worse without him on the pitch. I think. I think um, what it's exciting to have that. When it, when he was called off of sixty minutes, he won't. You know, like when someone's subbed out. So I don't know whether it's agreement or whether they just knew it were time. But every time it's been subbed this year, that I haven't bloody hell. You know, like oh my god, what me? And but there's none of that. It's kind of like as if it's that's what the arrangement was. It feels very was. pre. Pre-planned, wasn't it? To be bang yeah, on. Yeah, because yesterday I, think it was I was thinking, wasn't it? But bang on sixty. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, God, you're bringing off yesterday, but then it's like really weird. So this is positive. It's really weird. I mean, f- football. Everyone sees everything really different. So I, I would put a tweet. I like probably loads did last night. Tino, this, Tino, that. Some guy tweeted me back saying Tino will get the headlines, but without the ball, he's our worst player. And someone else kind of tweeted in and that as well, basically saying, yeah, you know, we'll cut him a bit of slack as he scores two goals, but he barely works off the ball. What what's your thoughts on that? Can we is is this just kind of work in progress? Does he have to do more? It's only can young boy. Where uh, I mean, it does stand out to be fair, doesn't it? Especially when teams break quick and, and he's kind of floundering. But what what do you reckon to them? Bit bit harsh, maybe, or fact, or what do you think? Um, I think I don't think it. I don't think it's absolutely a ridiculous comment. Um, I can see where it's coming from. I guess playing what we played yesterday, um, it's not. He, he's part of that front press, isn't he? So a lot of time the ball will go past him quite quickly. We've got a full back and then like a, a right or left centre back who will kind of do that job. And then you've got Rodori and Russell behind him. So yeah, press starts in front. But I don't know how much of his role will be kind of doing that as a part of a, a front three. I'm not too sure. Um, I, it's one of them, isn't it? If you've got someone on the pitch, you can do that. It's not doesn't mean he can't. I mean, doesn't have to look at his defensive game, but um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's tactical. How much of his role is 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 playing that? Is he is he has to get back or is he has to kind of stay up a bit more? Because quite a few times I think we felt we had the ball towards the second half and we lump it to Danny Ward and he's got three players around him. There's absolutely nothing he can do. So having someone to feed off, that might be what more he's been asked to do. So it's quite hard. 
don't know, maybe one to watch next time. It's quite hard to, I, I didn't notice it. Um, no. So, pause. I mean, that, you know what? Huddersfield folk are like, surely weird, isn't it? We, we, do, we don't mind a maverick, but we don't, we love people who put in a, a shift, don't we, and get stuck in. So, someone who's a bit yeah. different and a bit kind of a maverick guy, for me, he's always been picked on over the years as, for town players. I don't have to name, you could go and name plenty of them kind of mm. guys. Yeah, you could. But what do you reckon, Paul? I think it's a bit brutal, especially on a day when he's shone two goals. I, I kind of, I kind of, uh, no, I agree with Johnny. Some that I particularly noticed from from yesterday, as you know, I've seen him put himself around perfectly fine for me. You know, as Johnny said, if you if you're pressing as part of the front three, chances that ball is going to get past you just because you know there's there's more defence and there's an option to play into centre midfield. So. You know, you can't then turn and sprint 25 yards back every single time that happens at full pace because you just do nothing but run backwards and forwards. So, you know, once it's beyond that front three, you've got to look at your, you know, your deeper line midfield players. And I think we've got it on agenda to talk to, but someone else bring it in now. But like Johnny Russell, for example, you know, if you have someone like Tino, to Johnny Russell's, it's you know chalk and cheese at the moment. Um, he's probably one that needs to top his work rate and get get stuck in. I thought he were at fault for that first goal yesterday. He kind of passes one on, which is fine because there's, there's a back four and then the guy that scores literally wanders right past him, like centimetres in front of him and uh, ball comes across and he reacts and, and Russell Dunn, he just kind of stands there and watches. But he's certainly not, you know, hitting the headlines he was towards back in the last season. But again, I don't know if he's that sort of player either. I think he's a you need someone like that to him, you know, someone who recently go to uh, Nottingham Forest, you know, he did oh, a lot that, of running for it. And I think that's that uh, <laughs> Russell can thrive off someone next to him and I think someone like that in there with him to help him out. Because is our midfield your biggest concern at the moment? Uh, it is at minute, certainly centrally. Um, I don't think that we, uh, we, we were helped yesterday by not having Johnny Ogg. Um, I think Russell is probably too lightweight in there centrally. Um, I think we're losing a hell of a lot by playing Thomas out left. I cannot for the life of me understand why he's doing that. Um, I kind of get his thinking that he can maybe cut in and you know, supply the ball that way. Three or four times yesterday, he's, he's running at their fullback, and you know, last season he's taking him on and trying to whip a brawl into the box, and this year he has to check, and it just slows everything down a little bit. Um, always disliked um, managers moving a player in that position so we've got a good right winger probably one of the best in the league looking at his stats last year don't move him to accommodate the fact that we have a left winger play him on the right keep that position strong and put someone else out left and, and do it that way so I think we're losing a lot from Thomas playing on the wrong wing in the field I think we do look a bit, a little bit light in the middle I think we lack a little bit of creativity um, so yeah, probably <laughs> not selling here. I was with Yeah, I'd agree. I think for that, um, that first goal, um, you're absolutely right. When Russell, um, Jed Wallace, he's on the left. If you're looking at it from the cow shades on the left of the pitch, you walk straight past, we run straight past, um, Russell, and you he, he, he don't track him at all. Um, and he's the man who puts it puts the ball in and you kind of you straight away look at your left back um and your left centre back. But it's not really their fault because they've already they're, they're recovering and uh, if Wallace has been trapped he doesn't get that shot. So I think there's quite a few times in the game where Russell was the ball was just passed around him too easy. Um 
he wasn't quite pressing, he wasn't quite tracking the man, he wasn't quite doing anything. He's a little bit in no man's land, and it's not, it's not a go at him. Do you know what I mean he's come in? He's we've played half a season last year. And he did, he did really well. I think it's possibly time. Well, in an ideal world, it's possibly time to take him out, work on some things on the training ground, give him a few twenty minutes in the games, like you're kind of doing to Kamara, and let him just rebuild back up. The issue is, well, we don't... Well, to be fair, Johnny, what taken out? I suppose you'll probably say to me, well, he's only because Hog went out that he would probably brought back in maybe without a plan because. We were three yeah, games potentially. That and we probably looked a bit better, I think, maybe. Yeah, potentially. And, that, and that's the problem. It's um, it's the depth in that in, in those two centre mid- midfielders or three centre midfielders. If we play three or if we play two, that he, he's being called upon. So it's kind of it is kind of unfair to to, to pick him out when they might be looking to do that. But it, it's again, it's been an issue that's been for me. We, we've talked about it in the pod before. Centre midfield is is an issue which needs addressing. Um, yet yeah, great to sign. Do you know what I mean? Fullbacks potentially a striker, etc. Potentially a centre back, but for me that we've got Hog, who we know what Hog's about. He's another year older. Um, this groin injury is, is something we've known about for a while as well. So it's going to come, it's going to go. That's fair enough. Do you know what I mean? He, that's all we can probably expect from Hog. For me, Rodoni he's that bit of creativity, but he's been asked to play a role which he's not really. I I don't know him, but it's not the role he played for Wimbledon. Um, he does bits okay in that as a central midfielder, but other parts of his game are a bit weak because it's not it's not necessarily where he plays. Being to get be able to get him forward, I think would help. So we've signed a creative midfielder and we're kind of playing him a little bit too deep. Um, but it's because we've got issues. Kasuma, I think, was a good signing, but we know that he, he, history tells us that he doesn't play every game of the season. So for me, it's a really glaring gap, uh, and it really needs addressing. With the window shuts, we're still left with the midfielders we've got to go with. It's going to be a problem all season. Um, so I just hope we can bring someone in because at the moment, it, the West Brom game was was lost for me or the goals were lost in midfield. The defending wasn't absolutely amazing yet, but last season, a lot of those chances don't get through because we've got players in the midfield that was, would stop them. Um, and it becomes more obvious when you look at defenders, when I mean, when you look at the last move of, of a goal, but the midfield just did nothing yesterday for, for 90 minutes. There's two centre midfielders and three. Um, when Holmes came on, but it, yeah, it's an area that really needs addressing first and foremost before we bring anyone in for me. Yeah, definitely, and I think again, it, it just again an obvious thing to say, but it just shows how much we're missing Lewis O'Brien. He's just like yeah, it's a chasm in it, really. Yeah, I think we all knew we were going to miss him, but maybe kind of not as much as this. And I think I think we all knew deep down that kind of Johnny Russell was uh, I don't know not maybe better. I don't know. I think he maybe mopped up quite a few things from last season, but it's. It's a big issue, and I think worrying thing. I mean, we'll come on to chance of things a bit later on, but like you say, John, it sounds like we're we're in for a centre back and a full back. But to me, that seems to be one of the uh, the key positions, especially uh, you know with what we've got there. Jack Rizzoni Potts, he's not off guard. I don't know, but because he's been promising so far. But apart from Joe Lolly, I cannot remember anyone who who can strike a ball least powerful as him. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Honestly, incredible. I, yeah. I, he's like, I could fight it harder half of the time. It's really odd. It's like, <laughs> I mean, he must have scored 10 goals with FC Wimbledon with his head or something last season because, I don't know, it's just weird. He get he breaks forward. It's like, shoot, he's just like, that one is just like, man, just batter it, man. Yeah, he's, never, he's not quite caught one this season, has he? So, he's comparing to Joe Lolly, actually, because I was thinking exactly the same, because the amount of times that he used to get into decent shooting chance and then sit or, like, P-roll it back in, you're like, <laughs> how have you made it as a forward player if this is, like, how I had you kick it? 
Um, I quite do quite like him. He's shown a, a little bit. He's not shown me a great ultimate. We think he's going to be fantastic. But again, it's a step up in the league. It's in quality. It's certainly against West Brom. You know, as John has touched on earlier, they've got a good side of West Brom. The they're probably, you know, going to be at least top six yeah. this year, I would imagine. So it was a tough game yesterday, and, and somebody coming up, you know, from from that sort of level to play. I was with Jed Wallace yesterday. Jed Wallace looked class, didn't he? I mean, obviously, uh, I think we all knew that last season, yeah. and we yeah. had a Millwall season card. But I mean, his volley with a beauty. Well, I know we give him kind of the freedom of Huddersfield at times, but he just looked a a guy that just going to make them. Uh, you know, a lot better team than that as well. He, he looked good. And I think I liked about him as well. He's like, even when he's got that equaliser, he's rushing. A weird celebration when he broke his arm. But like, uh, he wanted to get back on with it, didn't he? He wanted the three points for West Brom. He wanted enough for him. So, yeah. yeah. But let's about let's talk another West Brom player, or an ex-town player and that as well. Ooh, William Boyle. So, I think he's got away with one there, as they uh, say, Johnny. I mean... Obviously, it'd be interesting to see what kind of angle you had at, at the ground as, as well. But because Carl and Grant it does go down quite easy, doesn't it? But it's one of those moments yesterday. I'm just thinking, oh, that's a penalty, that man. And you just know, yeah. don't you? I think sometimes, and wow, it was so great that <laughs> we've got to remember this later on when we get a stinker. It's like, just remember this game because, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> yeah. We that had a few, great, we had a few um, favourable, let's say, referee decisions first part of last season. I don't think any of them, even the Coroma one compares to that. I, I sit in well, Lawrence Batley and Albany. So decent distance away. But like I say, you, you just, you watch football live long enough to know stuff like that. When you see something, you just know it's a penalty. It's very look at referee. You know I mean, just that sinking feeling, no, waiting for coming home his point, that happens and they think that's it. Can't, can't believe it. I think it, everyone in the West Brom's coaching staff and even the players mm-hmm. who sit, don't sit in the dugout anymore, sit further up. You know, all the West Brom players are up and fuming, throwing balls on the floor. They couldn't believe it. And it's like, you get modern-day footballers complaining. No, when you get that many that many players, coaching staff, on the pitch, off the pitch, complaining, you just know. Watched it back, saw me. I'm going to have a few little cheeky comments on Twitter, like I say, never a pen. But in all honesty, I've, I've, mm. I can't remember a decision that that poor, that blatant. I think um, Bruce said that when he asked the ref, the ref said he couldn't see it. Um, which is fair enough. And I think Bruce goes on to make a, a fair enough point that he's got two linos, one with a much better view than the other, and a fourth official is probably sat right where I am. Um, and I, I don't know, as a, as a refereeing unit, how they've not given that. And if I was a West Brom fan, I'd, I'd feel rather aggrieved with that, in all honesty. But the issue for us is, what is what is Will Boyle doing? Yeah, he's wrong, he's a wrong side. He's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's thinking Ridiculous. Grant's going to take a first shot early, early, do you know what I mean? But... Um, He's, he's on his weaker foot if he knows that, which he should do. Um, so, yeah, it's it's worrying because ultimately that, that should have cost us a game. Um, luckily, it hasn't, so it's a bit of a funny one. But in reality, it still happened. And it's another big question mark, isn't it, really? So, Possibly, you probably have the best view of all where you are, mate. But why is Boyle going in there? Just, yeah, we're just amateur yeah. stuff. Honestly, what, what a thing to get away yeah, with really for us. It were, it were, I was sort of 10 yards, literally 10 yards in front of me. And he's, he's going nowhere, is Grant. He's actually, if you watch it back, his body shapes almost, I'm controlling it with my foot and going away, you know, back towards corner flag. So to think that he even needed to put that tackle in is beyond me, to be honest. Just stand him up and 
he's not going to score with his back to goal from there. The worst he's going to do is lay it off and get him. There's going to be a cross coming, but he's got away with that one, as Johnny says, on another day. That that turns into a penalty and more than likely 3-2 and we've, you know, we've thrown away 2-0 to, to lose on a rash decision. You'll have had a good view of that Dean Garner. Bloody hell, what a... He hit it so well. And I'm thinking, how oh, the hell has that gone in? It got the tiniest of deflections, doesn't it? I mean, it's one of those where if you're like, Defensive team, you just you're holding your breath and praying, and you as an away fan, you're behind that goal. What yeah. you just to lose your shit? The the net ripples, and it did neither. But the replay just got a tiny deflection, and again we got got kind of lucky with that. But he, I mean, he's obviously a class player, but it was out in the mouth stuff again. You had a good view of that. Yeah, again, one of them it kind of flashed out, and as he hit it, you can you're almost expecting it to kind of swerve back in. I think it came off a of West Brom knee actually, but just not enough obviously to redirect it enough. But that's what I mean. That last sort of period in game were quite entertaining. They had those two chances, so they were actually refreshing to see two that actually wanted to try and get three points because you know away from home you've brought it from two nil down to two all. It's kind of you know let's make sure we we you know we we cock this up and lose it. And sometimes we've gone from two nil up in how it's two all. We better not lose it. And, Last ten minutes can sometimes just be played out as people just passing it around trying not to lose really. But yesterday it was actually quite nice to see that we were going into injury time, both teams still, you know, pushing forward mm-hmm. and trying, trying to get that win, which you know, I don't have to score feel for that because I'd rather you know, it sounds really silly, but I'd rather try that and end up losing three two, mm-hmm. you know, on other occasions, but then on other occasions winning than just playing out of every single time because you know Ruffles is shot, man. Bloody hell. Honestly the keeper were it didn't post a comeback and keeper who were just starting to die for it. It was an absolute thunderbolt, like peak Roberto Carlos, man. And uh, just, I think everyone was shocked as anything because I think when you're doing your own work, West Brom was sat there thinking, it's not one of those, let, don't let Josh Ruffles like shoot. And it's just like they're letting go. And, not tough on this, is he? Oh, wow. It were fantastic as well. Russell, I think Russell probably just <laughs> And Nichols again. again we That's have one to... of them, though. When, you know, when you're in really, you don't shoot. Yeah. It would have proper thud off post. It wasn't even like off, off a bit. It would hit the actual, <laughs> just the foot of it. As You yeah, could never hit yeah. the foot as much as that. But again, Lee Nichols in the first half, what a save. Uh, the guy, oh, he's just dynamite, isn't he, man? Yeah, he's, he's, I think uh, there's almost yeah, a save a game at the moment, isn't there? We can, um, we can pick out. He was, again, absolutely unreal save. And just little sort of things, even the second half, just being quick off his line and getting out, helping defenders early. Um, you might not even even see it as a, as a chance. There's a few times the ball came over and he's out, he's claimed it, or he's he's instructing defenders what to do. Little things like that just stop things from developing into situations that we don't don't want them to develop to. So, yeah, Nichols again, absolutely quality. Um, it's almost like it goes on the red, don't it? Because it's almost become too expect of him. Mm. Um, it's important well, to keep recognising that. Last thing really on the game from from me is. He was, we touched on it a little bit earlier, I think, Pos, but we were weird where he had no strike for 11 minutes. And like you said, he sounded like we, looked like we pushed Thomas into that rule and then kind of Rhodes got thrown on 11 minutes later. And he's something I'm mentioning a bit and I'm really anti-five subs. I hate it. And I think, again, that's another, I mean, Schofield kind of got it right against Stoke. Maybe he stumbled across it. I thought his subs were game changers there and wouldn't help the winners. But doesn't it bugger up the flow of the game when there's people throwing subs on all the teams and stuff like that as well? I just couldn't, there's obviously a reasoning behind it and that as well, but it was really, really odd. And I think I think Danny Ward was as shocked as anyone who were like, what? Like, 
And yeah, we're a bit of a, a, an head shake. Do you think, Paul's that yeah. the fact that he changed it 11 minutes later is an admission of a mistake or not necessarily? What, how did you see that? We're an odd one, it really. Everyone's in the grounds like, eh, what are we doing? No striker. Yeah. When Ward's, when Ward's number come up, you're obviously expecting Rose to trot on, aren't you? Because it's basically the only two forward players that we've got. So you think. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hang on a minute, why is, you know, that's a bit of a strange sub, but like I say, I think just around that little period, I don't I don't know if it was just after or just before that, um, Edmunds Green took an off, didn't he, and he, he went off to come on, so you know what footballers are like, it could just be stupid as in, you know, I've, I've not warmed up enough, I've been bloody shin pads in the gym room, you know, stuff like that, but yeah, it seemed a little bit strange when Saba kind of went down the middle, because for me, he's is not that sort of player anyway that you'd, you'd even think of throwing up as a striker as, as last resort. Um, so you were a little bit strange. I do think the five subs things because it is, it is it's interesting because I know the rule is that you can't, you still only get the opportunity you like you would have done. So it can't really, it can't slow it up as in, I'll do a sub, wait two minutes, do a sub, mm. do that by times. But the fact that you're making two subs still slows it down because you've got two players to come off and. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, it's good in some respect because managers can obviously make five changes, but at town we haven't got without sounding horrible. We haven't got five proper changes in us. Every sub is, I'll take a right winger off and put a right winger on. So it makes no difference to the tactical side for town. So in some respects, it does just kind of disrupt us. Yeah, you're getting fresh legs on, but you don't really get any new ideas or many. You know, really different formation changes. You know, in Premier League and teams probably bigger and better squads, you probably it's probably going to work in their advantage because they can quite easily bring three subs on and shuffle a full formation round or even four on, you know, and, and five and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I kind of get it in some respects, but in others, I, I, I must admit, I, might, I don't really like it. Yeah. I also think managers, because they've got five, sometimes they let's just make five just mm. to get someone fresh on. Whereas, you know, do you really need to do that sometimes? Johnny, were you scratching your beautiful beard yesterday when uh, when you realised that we were uh, we out of? Yeah, I thought. I just thought. I don't know. I thought it was that last we've seen of Rhodes because I thought, well, if you sat there, Jimmy was third all time. Do you know I mean the EFL or championship goal scorer? And you, you, you. Do you know what I mean? Your teammate who plays at the top where he comes off and then he chucks um, Thomas and I thought, all right, well, maybe maybe something's happening behind the scenes that we don't know. It's the only thing I thought of as to why he did it. And then, yeah, it's very strange that 10 minutes later, Rhodes come on and we have a, I mean, a, a conventional striker. So, 
I don't know, the question wasn't asked to score for, was it? So we don't really know whether it's a bit tactical or he thinks Rhodes is carrying some out, can only do a certain amount of minutes. But I said, well, then leave leave Ward on until you can bring Rhodes on. So it can't really be that. Um, again, did not report with Ward to have had a knock or, or an injury. Um, he came off and again, when I see he looked a little, he did look a little bit confused as to what, what was going on. But that's just reading a bit of body language and expressions. So it's not necessarily what happened. But yeah, strange. And then to like, say change it 10 minutes later, is that like because um, he said an admission of he's got it wrong or it's not quite working? So it's just strange, isn't it? It, it, doesn't, it doesn't help the. Um, so, I mean, faith in, in school from the people who aren't too sure or not, don't think he's necessarily up to it or kind of don't think he's, he's if it's a bit too soon, things like that. I don't know if Corbyn done it, probably might not have questioned it too much. Schofield is dummy's not got that credit in the bank, has he? So, it does look a bit of a strange one. Um, it's a shame. Do you know what I mean? No one necessarily asked him asked him about it. Um, I know managers get a bit of text, have been asked about substitutions, don't they? But no, it would be interesting to have known. I'll give it away, yeah. Jamie, if you're watching, mate. You need to do better, mate. You've done too much cricket coverage for BBC. Get sorted, man. Proper interview in after. One thing I just said before we um, move on for the game, I do think, I know he's coming for a little bit of criticism, so I think um, Sorba was improved against West Brom. Um, just sort of things like, like a couple of touches and builds to the play, getting quick passes, like one-touch passes. He did quite a lot with Tino um, and Ward. I thought he was better. His deliveries were better as well, I thought. Um Great one in for, for Rhodes for that chance that he might have put away. So, not not full sober. I agree with Pozza. I don't know why he's playing down the left, play him on the right. thing is, he cuts in on the right as well. He scored by cutting on the right. He doesn't need to be on the left to cut in, does he? So, but yeah, a little bit more back to back to the sober that we, we know. So, just um, give him a bit of a credit because he's coming for a little bit of stick, hasn't he, Sam? Yeah, I do think the World Cup's a big uh, thing, really. Uh, maybe he's trying too hard and it's not doing any favours, like, say, playing left. So, Interesting to see where he plays on uh, Wednesday night down in Bristol, but also kind of moving on, still involved with the game. You, you guys issued a bit of a call to arms uh, with the Calshed loyal uh, the other day. Explained, you know, need more guys down the front. A few people have kind of moved on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, noise wise, and just kind of tell us a little bit about what you kind of, you know, that prompted obviously the post and and yesterday. How, how was it kind of for you? Because we'll come on to tweets later, but I think one said that. They, they kind of couldn't hear as much once West Brom had scored and this, that and the other. What's your kind of general feeling about everything? It's a strange one. I think I've just, you know, talking about the, the, the message that went out from us, it we're just, it we're just trying to get people involved with what we do, to be fair. They're not kind of like behind it or all that. It was more... You know, we've been established as a group since sort of 2014 and people's lives have just basically moved on. We've had a few of the younger lads have gone off to uni, a couple of the sort of middle-aged, so obviously lads have sort of moved on in their life, got children and other responsibilities and stuff like that. We just mean that they can't give up as much time as what we're used to, which is probably why, you know, probably noticed there's not as many sort of displays going on and that sort of stuff. And obviously, losing Gas Club, which were our home, you know, that's where we used to make a lot of our stuff and, you know, beat up drink before matches and stuff. So it was just a case of trying to get some more, more people in there. Um, in regards to sort of atmosphere in general, yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a strange one. Um, early season is always a little bit funny, I think, because you've still got like cricket, for example, this week it's on holiday, you know, like Leeds Festival, a lot of the young ones, you know, that kind of sit with us, uh, you know, being away and people holiday and all that sort of stuff. And there does, does seem to be a little bit of, I won't say this, 
content because I think that's probably too too much of a strong story. But I think there's a lot, a lot of people still a little bit, you know, upset, shall we say, about Carlton being, being replaced by, you know, Danny Schofield, looking that we've let go of the signings that have come in. And I think people are just a little bit, you know, you know, like, oof, that sort of feeling at the moment with town. Like, we, you know, we, we did well. We almost got to where we want to be. You know, we seem to have just taken two or three steps back again without obviously going into that discussion. But in regards to, you know, the atmosphere, I thought yesterday was pretty good. Um, obviously, going 2-0 up always helps. Um, you know, you know what English football like. If you win in, everyone's happy. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, once that, once that goal went from West Brom, though, the, the place kind of just fell silent because I think it was just that case of thinking, here we go again. You know, we've gone... We've gone in front. We're not playing that particularly well. Um, they've got a goal. You know, next thing that's going to come is another goal for West Brom, and then chances another one. Um, but I thought crowd stuck with it. You know, in in sort of quiet. It took a lot round, but people did. You know, so I saw the importance of sticking with it. And let's be honest, away fans always seem louder than home fans. I don't know if there's more microphones near away fans. Or, Whatever, but I thought West Brom were really poor yesterday. Their fans, I didn't hear anything from them until they'd scored and a little bit in second half. So you know, I think one of the things that we're probably a little bit guilty of in in South Stand or Cowshed Loyal ourselves is maybe setting our bar a little bit too high in regards to atmosphere. And sometimes you've got to take a step back and just think, you know, for an English football stadium, which although it's renowned for atmosphere. You know, across the world, really, when you if you watch European football, if you watch world football, we're miles behind a lot of places: Germany, Spain, Italy. You know, places like Poland. If you watch a match, you know, from those sort of countries on TV, it is literally non-stop from an hour before sometimes to an hour after. So, you know, I think we've got to be grateful for what what we get at town compared to a lot of other English stadiums. I think for a home atmosphere, we do well. Um, obviously, it could be better, but you know. Next Sunday, pause. Uh, keep trying to do what we do. And, bit, of, bit of Sunday service, mate, like the choir in it next Sunday against Blackpool. What a strange time for another game. But uh, but anyway, there's no denying uh, one of the loudest cheers yesterday. Did you notice that seamless link now? I haven't written it down. No denying one of the loudest <laughs> cheers yesterday. But, uh, a return of, uh, wow, the king of Huddersfield. I called Jordan Rhodes when I did that commentary, but I think David Wagner could lay uh, definitely... Uh, Light to that. Unbelievable to see him back yesterday. A bit of a surprise, really. Wasn't it? it almost felt like, to me, I think they were going to come back one for the last game against Bristol City last season. And uh, I don't want to put a down on it because part of me thought, oh, it's a bit naughty on Danny Schofield here because if we're getting beat and he comes out and stuff. But and obviously we've got one or two tweets we'll mention in a minute about, again, two and two makes five, four. Let's see. But but let's just kind of cope with the fact, really, yesterday, yeah. Brilliant to see him on it. Pause, you had a photo taken with him, didn't you? And uh, you're know, younger than that as well. But Ah, just <laughs> it just feels like yesterday, doesn't it? And uh, I just know where I'm going to be like about 30 years time. Do you remember 2017? But it was brilliant to see him, and uh, he looked well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was fantastic to, to for him to come down and. I mean, sure, you could see how much it still meant to him um, and the reception that he got. I'm glad he came on the pitch at half time. He was a bit like Willie, wouldn't he? I think Rambo said at the start, I don't know how much you'll get to see him, but he's he's in the ground. So I'm glad he got to come on and town fans got the their time to kind of, you know I mean, say what you want to say, say thank you or just 
for, for do you mean applaud him for the job that he did or whatever? Do you mean sing his name because we never really got that, did we? Um, and he will he will be one of the managers that if do you mean in years, decades to come, your top managers he'll he'll be on that list. What he gave town fans and what he what he gave do you mean the, the town itself? Um, so I think it was nice that um, town fans got to do that, and you could see how much it meant to him. I mean, kind of said to Rambo, like, don't ask me too many questions. He's like, don't, don't ask me anything because he'll, he'll start to go. So clearly he, it meant as much to him as it, as it does to, to us all. So no, I think it was nice. It's, all, it's always a bit weird when it like Schofield and uh, what his opinions will be. And I mean, it's a little bit of a delicate time and then Wagner comes back and I mean, does it kind of make a bit more of a difficult situation? But ultimately, I think you've got to be professional and separate those things. And I, I don't think we could not not take the opportunity to, for him to come back and town fans do, I mean, do what they want to do and say thank you. So I'm glad it happened. Um, I don't think Schofield will be too bothered either way, um, is my opinion. Um, and yeah, I'm glad he came on the pitch half time. Yeah, me too. But one of the first things he had to cut was pause and bullshit him. <laughs> to the stadium and uh, this young guy and he still came into ground to watch after that incident. So credit to David for still uh, getting in. But pause, you were nearer to him than, than most yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Nice picture, mate. Looked at, he looked in good, good hell. He did, mate, to be fair. Yeah, you know, it's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? You know, being 37 year old and wanting to photo with a football man. I tried to angle it that a young man wanted one, but, you know, I had to get one. Obviously. But no, as Johnny says, I think it were fair play to him for coming down. I don't think you can draw any reasoning that he were there to undermine Danny Schofield or like that. End of days, he's an Uddersfield Town legend. You know, if if Schindler we would be saying oh he's minding Will Boyle and people like that you wouldn't would you just accept it for what it is so people always look for something to have a pop at town for something don't they let's let's not do that on this occasion let's just celebrate what an achievement David Wagner did and you know when you look back now on his time with town I just obviously took on that second season in Premier League and kind of went we went separate ways I just kind of wish that he'd, he'd have called it a day after Chelsea me you know when you look back at the time obviously yeah, it was into yeah. keeping for that second season but if he'd have gone out after that Chelsea there would have been literally no criticism whatsoever you know I had a couple of texts saying no I mean you know, why asking why he deserted us you know halfway through the season and all that but you know for me come on the man gave us things that I and many, many other town fans never thought we would see. So if he abandons, oh. which I don't think he did, you know, bloody hell, give it a rest, you know, celebrate the fact that he probably gave you, you know, town fans in general, the, the most unbelievable two seasons of his lives. I don't think we'll be, they'll be ever replicated. We had a great season under Carlos and I never really felt in that season, last season, the things that I felt that season that we got promoted with Wagner. So it proves, doesn't it, that the you know, the first time is always special, isn't it? So on Thursday, guys, it's September first. It's tragic that in it that we're losing August like that. And the lights are getting uh, it's getting darker earlier on the night and stuff. But the window is slamming shut. It's not just shutting, it's slamming shut <laughs> on Thursday. So classic town, absolute camp comedy for everyone on Saturday morning. Uh, scrolling uh, the official site trying to find uh, who we've signed and <laughs> a leak of a <laughs> she's just laughable in it it's only town could do it a leak of a of a guy fitting the description of uh, mr simpson from uh, ipswich and yeah i suppose we could cover the window now actually as well so strong rumors 
pretty much done deals if you believe what you uh, what you hear. Helix coming in from Barnsley for a million pounds, centre back, Simpson strike for Mitswich. Will he be involved? Will he? I mean, look, yesterday, like we didn't play a striker then. So, is it going to be another one that's going to be loaned straight out? Just on the outs uh, this week, uh, Kieran Phillips has gone to Markham, fight Tyson Fury. Oh, come on, smash your mic. That's me. And uh, Kieran Phillips had so many loans, haven't they? God, he's only young. And Rand Schofield's got a good move to Ibs uh, to meet Adam Tomlinson. And uh, yeah, I think. Uh, Utilitarian energy sponsor them, don't they? So he'll be at home wearing one of those shirts. But I suppose putting it all together, Paul's that was just a weird one, wasn't it? This the uh, the Simpson thing. I mean, if you've got the guy and he's signed, why piss about? And uh, God knows whether someone's hacked in, leaked, and or whatever. But it was a bit of a strange thing that, wasn't it? And uh, before we even come on to whether he's going to be any good or not, what what a weird incident. Just just put it out there. Why are the club messing about? Yeah, I mean, if it's the only thing that I can do is that it's like a scheduled video that comes out at a certain time. So it's kind of on online YouTube, but, you know, generally can't see it. And someone's got some, some information somewhere because, you know, they've obviously found this video. But as you say, I half expected him to be on team sheet yesterday, to be honest. And, you know, football clubs are always trying to think of ways of being more creative out there to announce signings and maybe... <laughs> Not announcing it and just having him on team sheet is like a new way of announcing people. And then the interview we're going to go out afterwards, I don't know. But yeah, it's a little bit shambolic, isn't it? Because once it's been found that is that, that video is there, why not then just announce it anyway? What's the point in waiting till Monday or whenever? You know, just announce it and all your hands up and say, look, we messed that up. Yeah, he's signed here, he is kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I'd imagine something in the media department is going to be... A, Getting a bit of a bollocking on uh, on Monday morning for whatever information has been leaked to whoever on that one. So, post Tyree Simpson from Ipswich Town, 20 years old, been on loan at Swindon. He's goals, I think he played 25 games, got nine goals, 30 games, 11 goals for, for Swindon. Played most of his football in League Two. Just feels like another development player, doesn't it, at this moment in time? I can't see me. Play much part this season, or that's assuming he's signed. And this one's to <laughs> someone photoshopped looking like him in a town video, but yeah, not exactly one. Again, it's another one of those. I think it's just a development, but a bit like Udley, mate. Off he goes, yeah, yeah. I guess, no, I can say, yeah, I like looking at his experience, where he's coming from, and how much he's played, um, more, more than likely, um. Although we have currently got in our ranks a lad that we signed from Ipswich for a little less who, who did all right. I don't think he was no no much about him, did they, before he came in? But um, if he goes that way, we'll be very happy. But uh, yeah, I think the good thing about him is he he, he looks an athletic lad, doesn't he? He's like could have played rugby professionally. He's, I mean, he could have gone down a track career, athletics, chosen football. I wonder why I chose football. Hey ho. Um, <laughs> So, given now we're looking to play and what what that press and what Ward does, um, on on paper he's got the right attributes. I guess it's kind of look at him doing like a bit we did with Sorber, which I thought was fascinating when the club came out and explained how they kind of worked with Sorber off the pitch and they had a support team around him and got him used to playing at this level and how what that looks like, what he kind of can't do. So, if we can take a bit of time to do that with him, if he's not quite ready, um, it's 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 a good. So it's, it's, I'm I'm all for the club looking to get players in like that. Um, do we need a striker to come in and play 
um, in, right now might get slayed this, but maybe not because Ward's, Ward's good enough for, for another year at least this season. Rhodes is a relatively good backup if we're keeping him. Um, so if, he's probably got the luxury to have a bit of a, I mean, get get used to it, play a bit of B-team football, get a few minutes if the cup, if we make past the first round or, do you know what I mean, in, in a few games in the EFL and then maybe able to go next year. So um, it's the kind of sign we're going to get really because if we're signing someone to come in on loan, mm. are they going to play? We only play one striker. So it, it, it kind of works. It kind of fits. And I guess we'll see how, we'll see how good he is. And like every player, do you know I mean, we'll, we'll judge him how he does in blue and white um, and let's see. But yeah, it's a strange. I think the club now they they've got to kind of almost recognise the the error and maybe make something funny about it when they announce it. They can't just be like, "This is a new signing" because it looked a bit ridiculous. <laughs> everyone yeah. knows you've got to work with that now and do something clever with it. I think, but we'll see what they do. More than likely, fantastic. Paul, I was at cricket yesterday and Barnsley fan now uh, plays for our team. Like, Cosy, you've signed that Michael Illick, Michael Illick from us. He's absolutely brilliant, mate. You've got a good one there. 26 years old, right foot centre-back, played uh, 81 times for Barnsley in the Championship, 134 times in the beautiful named Extraklaza, which is the Polish league. So, good age. Sounds promising, mate, this uh, guy. Obviously, it's kind of room and Dundee or whatever. Let's hope it happens and stuff next week. But to me, that's a sign in that, you know, I'm happy with, you know. Some, again, probably people will poke... Oh, yeah, well, he played for a team that went straight down last season, but I think Tom Lees did that season before and he didn't turn out too bad, did he? But I don't know what you know about him, Paul, but for me that we definitely needed a centre-back and I think, uh, I mean, Edmunds Green again struggled yesterday, didn't we? It's uh, like his knee, didn't it? But we definitely need reinforcements there, so he looks a good recruit if he comes. Yeah, like... You say twenty-six year old, you know, experienced it. Well, experienced to a degree. You'd expect him to be one of those that is likely to, you know, be first eleven or certainly in the squad. Pearson long-term injury. Like I say Edmonds Green, I bowled off again yesterday. So all of a sudden we're looking pretty light in, in central defence as well. Um, it's interesting because a lot of the noise that came out early before the season were that squad. All right. Uh, you know, Hoyle, when he did that interview, kind of hinted that the squad is more than capable of replicating what happened last season. Yet here we are, you know, a couple of days before window, shots seemingly scrambling around to bring players into, you know, to bolster his squad and improve his chances. Now, is that because we've had a little bit of a rough start potentially? All right. We've had a couple of injuries as well. But, you know, it would have been nice to do this business two or three months ago. Um, bring these sort of players in and if, if these are the you know players that we were looking at, you know, it could have been a different story with management involved as well. Or were these the targets long term that Carlos deemed not to be not good enough? Um only time will tell on that. But yeah, just coming back to Simpson, I think Johnny's right with his sort of physical size and you know his presence. He although on paper he looks like a development player, I would expect him to be, you know, maybe pushing back, certainly on the bench. Um, literally, we have Rhodes and Ward, so you know you've always got to have at least someone else in the squad that can play up front, um, even though you do only play once. So I'd expect him to, although he's young, I would expect him to be more of a first teamer than you know the lad who we brought in and let him go alone. Who name escapes me at the moment, I can't remember. Although I did see him yesterday, and he's absolutely massive. I don't know how you know defenders will cope with him when he's ready to play. 
he walked in and he were I'm six one and he were I had to look up like literally look up to see him. So um, once he's up to speed, I think he will be able to Thanks for sending your tweets. And to be honest, we pretty much I don't want to say I've scoured over him earlier, but we pretty much covered what everyone was asked to be honest with you. The chance winner was mentioned in you know, a guy how I expect to go, especially he wasn't even, uh, he was moved out of the squad yesterday. Uh, again, just just for, uh, I think Ben Jackson came in for him, but I, I think just Caroma will be at another club, mate. Uh, guys, uh, in this window, I'd be amazed if his agent hadn't been working hard behind the scenes. And we've talked about midfield. We definitely want someone in there. Let's hope we can get someone in. But yeah, it'd be a shame to see him go, but I think there's more chances of you playing, Johnny, than... Uh, Josh Caroma at the moment, he's, he's incredible, the fall from grace of this guy, but I know we've covered it a few times in the past, but just looking over all, mate, ins and outs, the, obviously the two that I mentioned, Ailey and Simpson look in, but I so thought we can get a midfielder in, any, anyone else maybe going out, maybe Rolando Aarons? So it's, yeah, I saw something about, I think he's gone up to Scotland, potentially, he, he needs to go somewhere, and remember that he's a professional footballer in all honesty. Cromer, it's a weird one because he's, he's his last year contract, isn't he, as well? So if he's goes out for the season, is that is that just it? Um, if it's six months to get him some game time, try and get his confidence back, try and find that player, fair enough. But it's just, it's a strange one. I think if he goes, is that maybe the end of Karoma and uh, Matt's conch? I don't know. Um, I guess it's who we bring in. We've got we've got a few young lads knocking around, haven't we? So if we do bring in a midfielder, does that kind of do we what do we do to look with maybe like? Kamara because I think a player like that wants to be playing football um, I know we've got a B team set up but I think for him it's be good to get him game time so it's it's a little bit depending on who, who comes in let's hope we get a centre midfielder in um, do I mean of, of, of um, quality and experience um, so the young lads can, can either play a little bit more of a bit part or go and get game time lower down um, BF for me potentially Potentially left back. I don't know. Now we've brought a lad in from Barnes and maybe we are looking at playing Nakayama more as a as a as a as a left back because for me I quite like him as a centre back. I thought that then left us a bit short um at left back. But if we brought in a centre back, maybe the plan is to I mean we did side him as more of a left side defender and left back, so maybe that is what the ultimate plan is. So if that is a plan, maybe we don't need a left back, but if it isn't, then maybe we do there um potentially. But for me, it's just centre mid, and we've not we've not even really been linked to anyone. Doesn't mean we've not done any work behind the scenes, but yeah, we've, we've got to get someone in, um, someone experienced who can go right into the team and and can play and knows what championships about for me. Um, but they're not cheap, so we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, if it does slam shit on Thursday without anyone, it will be a, it will be a slam a little bit in the face, won't it? So yeah, guys, remaining hope. Fresh from our successful, we thought it was. Once this dickhead here had worked out how to take a win off Mew, we're doing another Twitter spaces after this uh, first away win of the season at Bristol on uh, Wednesday night. So get involved with it again, Johnny. We kind of got hang of it, didn't we, later on? Pause just sat it off and uh, reckoned, uh, <laughs> like, uh, he says after 10 o'clock is bedtime. Well, pause. You're going to have to get permission to stay up a bit later, mate, on uh, Wednesday. So we're going to do another Twitter spaces. I quite enjoyed it. I felt like a fake phony host. <laughs> it's, it's just like people that were... The, the lay a little secret in the background of like one or two fans from other clubs like trying to like because you, you have to let someone to talk you've got to kind of mm. accept them into the panel and uh, I accepted someone through were a Forest fan and then Matt just managed to sabotage it last minute like cut him off <laughs> but we could have some fun so we worked, thought it went well at one stage we had like 140 people on 
and we had a couple of town players on, which we won't mention, which mm. uh, were very interesting. So, yeah, we're going to trial it again on uh, Wednesday night, uh, 10 o'clock, Twitter spaces. If anyone's thinking, what the hell's that? Basically, you go on your Twitter feed, you follow us, you'll see it right at the top, like, press on it, and then he's just like this pretty much, but obviously you get the chance to have your say. So, yeah, don't be shy. We even had someone who came back from the bus on Norwich, like, uh, coming on, which I thought really good. So, yeah. You've got to try these new platforms, Paz. You've got to try them out, mate. So, yeah. Quickly following yeah, from Johnny. Yeah, any, anything maybe you'd want in the window? Just a centre midfielder and the, and the centre-back Ely will do. And obviously we're getting Simpson in. Centre midfielder and uh, I'll be happy. Um, centre midfielder and everyone to remember how to defend and we'll be all right. Brilliant. Paz? Um... Yeah, there's there's various places where we could you know, potentially strengthen, but you know we've got what we've got. I was literally just looking through the squad, you know, just to sort of see who we had and you know potential loanees out. I think one one that we didn't mention there were maybe Danny Grant. Try to get him out and get him some first team mm. football, even if it's just a, a month just, just to get mm. him, you know, play first team football because he's kind of seemingly been around for a long time. Now I know he's been injured and he had issues with COVID and stuff like that. But, if he's not ready for us for town, you know, is he? Can he go to League Two maybe and just get some game time in? It's all right playing at this B team stuff down at the Mill Oil's high performance centre as it is now known, but it, it doesn't compare to proper first team football. So I'd maybe look to to get him out. And then there's uh, a fellow that I totally forgot we signed, uh, Conor Mahoney. He's on there, so you know he's one potentially. I'm presuming he's injured at the moment, so if he comes back, he was so up bench yesterday. He went on bench yesterday. First, first time he's been oh, on. Oh, but sure, 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 I'm quite pleased, shall I say, at this point that, you know, reading social media, which can be quite quick at times, has not been, or I've not seen a lot of calls for Schofield to be, you know, gone, which is good. People are kind of giving him the time because it's that second and bottom after these games. We've only Coventry both, who I think have, obviously we missed our game, but they've missed games just not playing, not being rubbish with the lowers. Um, that, that, that Coventry game being called off could, you know, Point, I, it. Um, I think the thing is, though, Paz, it's uh, three games in a in uh, let me get this right three games in eight days coming up now, aren't there? Black Bristol Wednesday, Blackpool Sunday, and uh, um, a Wigan, I think it is next. Uh, or is that the week after? Might be, I could be wrong there, but yeah, they're uh, we've had a tough start with, with the teams that we've played against Birmingham, except to look absolutely yeah. dire as you saw at Rotherham yesterday, so it's. It's happened, but we need to start winning soon, really, don't we? I know people always point to that Forest thing. I keep seeing that tweet being wheeled out where I think they'd, after eight games, won, played one, one draw and won and lost six. But yeah, so, yeah. but no, it's uh, a different. That was that were, that's different. That, that, that were a bad team or bad squad. They just, they just never got going and a change manager gave them a massive boost. But Look at the squad that they had and compare it to Towns. It's yeah. it's chalk and cheese. People like to say those things because it makes them feel better. But you know, mm. you can't compare Town's situation to Forest at this point. No way. 
It's like what Johnny said, though. It's like how many of our players are getting the West Brom first 11 are probably two and that as well. But yeah. yeah, let's end an eye there, lads. Well done. But uh, <laughs> we'll be back, like I say, Wednesday. We got through, we got Twitter spaces. We'll be celebrating another win at Bristol City like we did, uh, I think it was in December uh, this year, last year. Last last year, wasn't it? But yeah. We'll December this year, because we're in August. <laughs> Matt's let us uh, run wild in his uh, pad tonight. So we hope you've enjoyed the programme and we will be back obviously on Wednesday on the Twitter Spaces and all the normal pod uh, YouTube live next Sunday after the Blackpool game. So it'll still be fresh and raw on it. So yeah, up the town and uh, see everyone later on. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all Upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that car back The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. To orders so town play up bring the car back to her